get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. Uh. What up, dude? What up, dude? Welcome back to the 32nd installment of the What Up Do podcast. Back in the, the trap, the lay garage. <laughs> you know, last week we took a break from the garage to, you know, visit indoors for a while, but, you know. Got a little hectic. Got a little Ended hectic. Up being like three hours long. Right. It, 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 long enough to oh, dare me to take a trip to Chicago, listen yeah. to the whole podcast. You know, uh, definitely thanks to Blue for opening his home, but we back to the spot. Fuck that nigga! Back to the... <laughs> <laughs> Back to the band. Uh, I just saw an opportunity to, right. to to quote Ray J and just had to take it. <laughs> Fuck that, Nick. But we, we're back. Um, yeah. So, Merry Christmas and all that good shit. Did you have anything interesting happen for you on Christmas? Uh, nah. Uh, not really. Christmas Eve, I had uh, I had DJ this party for one of my cousins for his birthday, so that was pretty cool. Then Christmas, we we do shit. We invited my <clears throat> my mom and siblings over for brunch, so that was pretty dope. You know, what, had, somebody cooked. Yeah, we cooked. We did breakfast. You know, breakfast shit. Basically, um, open up, uh, invited them for breakfast. I don't know. I guess it was served around brunch time. Like, what? What is? is does brunch considered just the timing? Because I guess it's between breakfast. It's and more lunch. like the, I think it's more like the time. And the offering of a mixture of both. So, like, if you if you go to a, a spot for breakfast, you would typically only have breakfast stuff. But if you go for brunch, you can have the option of getting breakfast stuff, or you can get like sandwiches or you know, like lunchtime type shit. I think it was probably. I guess we, it was late breakfast because we just had breakfast shit. You know, she had. It is just breakfast shit. It was just breakfast. Just yeah, just bre- late breakfast. It was about eleven, eleven thirty. So it was about late breakfast, I guess. So. We had, uh, you know, just the normal bacon, sausage, eggs, hash browns. But she had made cinnamon rolls. Then we had, like, mimosas and shit. So, that was pretty cool. And then we had, you know, made dinner later on. And then <clears throat> her daddy came by. And we just sat and watched some of the, you know, the Christmas basketball games. But it was pretty cool. I mean, I guess really uneventful for the most part. But, you know, so. Yeah. What you end up doing, man? Uh, breakfast is one of uh, not answering your question at all. Breakfast is one of my favorite one of my favorite meals. Like it's so many options, but breakfast is my favorite meal of the day. Like I'm such a big breakfast person. Like I love having breakfast like for dinner. Like I just love like pancakes and omelets and bacon and sausage and all that shit. Like that's one of my favorite fucking things, man. I had like I posted on Facebook. I had a fucking great fucking breakfast this morning. Yeah, I, I, saw, had, I was um, quite jealous. Yeah, I went. I had a um. Uh, what they called the they called it like a breakfast sandwich but it was basically like an omelet in between two pancakes man that sounds so fucking dog, that shit right was that. the truth dog like and I ordered it off the menu cause like they have daily specials this place that we went to they have daily specials and they they I've complained about the fact that I can never come during the week for these daily specials and they were like well if you come on the weekend or whatever you can request a, a previous daily special and if we got the ingredients to make it we'll make it for you so we went up there and um 
requested the shit, and sure enough, they made it for me. The pancakes were like the size of a plate. They were like an inch thick. Had a, a omelet with like sausage, bacon, and I think onions or some shit in the middle of it, and then a pancake on the bottom. And man, that's up. Yeah, it looked good as fuck. Uh, it looked good as hell. Me and my fiance were talking earlier about like the best meals that we've had because we we kind of show out on Instagram and on Facebook over all the restaurants and shit that we go to because we travel. We don't travel a lot, but we travel enough. Like we've been to Chicago a few times, and we've been to various spots throughout Canada because she's Canadian. And uh, we post a whole lot of food pictures and shit. And we talked about some of the craziest, like not crazy, but some of like the best meals that we've had. And this is crazy. Some of the shit that we had, like one of the best meals that we had was at this place called O Noir, and uh, I think it was in Toronto. Uh, Might have been in London, Ontario, but uh, it was a place that's in uh, pitch blackness. Oh, so you God. eat in the dark. And like for the experience, it was dope for the experience. My meal was okay. I had octopus for the first time. Hmm. And it was it was similar to calamari, but like you could tell it was octopus. Like that shit tasted mad gamey. <laughs> mad watery. Like, like you could tell that shit was from the sea. But it was still good. But she had steak that just it just seemed like it never ended. Like she gave me like a whole bunch of pieces of it. She still had a whole bunch of pieces of it. It was like really, really good. That was one of the best experiences. So, and then, uh, so I guess squid would be different from than octopus. Then, yeah, but I couldn't tell you how. I don't know. I just I don't know. I thought they were just the fucking same, but I, guess. I think they're different. But like they both have the same taste. They're both kind of tough, but uh, still pretty good. Um, and then we talked about like our favorite meals, and one of my favorite ones. I had some shit called bangers and mash. In this place in Canada from a, a dude who, who runs a food truck. And her dad is like a big fan of the food truck. And dude opened up. He'd open up a restaurant. But he opened up his menu into a restaurant. Actually it's a bar actually. And so he goes there. He makes stuff from his food truck for the bar. And I went there and I got this bangers and mad shit. And man I can't even really explain what the fuck it was man. It was like. It was like a. Uh, Okay, so think of crab cakes, but think of, like, instead of, like, crab and seafood in the middle, it's, like, potato. So, it's, like, a potato kind of cake, and then it had, like, sausage and cheese and bacon and all kinds of shit in it. It was one of the best meals I've ever had before before today. That fucking pancake sausage omelet thing was fucking amazing. But, yeah, so, uh, but, anyway, back to the point. Uh, Christmas was hectic for me, man. Like, I, I traveled... Internationally, multiple times on Christmas. We went from uh, Christmas was uh, what Thursday? It was a Thursday, right? Yeah, Thursday. Yeah, I got off work uh, early on Christmas Eve, like around like two o'clock, and I went to Canada to my fiance's mom's house. So this is from from downtown. If the traffic is straight. I can get from downtown to my fiance's mom's house in Canada in about 30, 40 minutes. I made that drive Wednesday night. We were over there in the Christmas morning. We opened some presents there Christmas morning. Then I went to her dad's house, which is about another 20 minutes away from her mom's house. We opened more presents there, had breakfast. Then we went to her stepmom's parents' house. And we were there for a little bit. Then I went to pick up. Then I came back to Detroit. So now it's about an hour drive back to Detroit to pick up Michael. Then we went uh, to my mom's 
No, we went to my grandma's house to be with my side of the family. We were there for a few hours. Then we went back to Canada, back to her mom's house, so another 40-minute drive or so. Stayed there overnight into, the, into December 26th. Then back to her dad's house, another 20 minutes. Over there again. Then took Michael back to his mom. And then went back to her mom's house again <laughs> Friday night. Did they ever flag y'all coming back and forth? Nah, we go back and forth easily. I think it's because, like, we're going back and forth to Canada on some wholesome shit. So I always say, like, we're going to her mom's house in Amherstburg, and, and here's our here's whatever we have. And I'm, I'm pretty honest with anything. Like, I don't really have anything to hide. So, like, if we, if we they, they want you to declare anything that you bought outside of the United States if you're coming back in. So we'll say, like, okay, we got some gifts. And they ask us what gifts we had, like what kind of stuff you had. So we say we got, you know, toys and, uh, you know, clothes and shit like that. Or if we, if we buy liquor at the um, at the duty-free, we just show them the receipts. We got this alcohol at the duty-free. Or we got uh, we got some bottles as gifts or whatever. And I'm, I'm always honest with whatever I have, and they always just let us go. Except like, that one time. No, I'm just playing. Um, oh, no, there's been times I've been incredibly dishonest. Yeah, one, I, one of the scariest moments of my life was... Trying to, uh, I got coronas when I was in Canada because I was going to visit some chick who went to college in Windsor, and I was 19 at the time, so old enough to buy alcohol in Canada, but not old enough to buy it here. And I went over there and I bought coronas to to drink with this chick that I was visiting at the college, and I had, I don't know, I maybe had like two or three left, and I was coming back across the border into into the United States, so. Now I got alcohol, but I'm not old enough to have it in the United States. And I had it in the trunk. And they uh, they asked me about it. Obviously, I said I didn't have shit, but they asked me to pop the trunk. And they popped the trunk, and they searched the trunk. And I, I don't know. Maybe they didn't see it. They didn't care. I don't know. But they closed the trunk back down and let me go. But I thought for sure. I was like, okay, I'm about to go to jail. I, I made a whole yeah. plan. Like, okay, so I'm about, I was like, I'm about to go to jail. So what do I do now? Like... I thought jail was a. You was already making. A, you was already making a post jail plan. Yeah, like, I was like, okay, I'm going to jail. What about so what? That happened to me when I was. You know, since uh, I don't know if people know that Canada has a lower uh, drinking a drinking minimum than you know the U.S. So Canada was nineteen, I believe. Yep. Nineteen is legal for everything. So like, you can't go to the club at eighteen. Right. Like you can't here. It's but, nineteen across the board. So nineteen oh, okay, to go to the everything. club. Nineteen for cigarettes. Yeah. And nineteen to drink, every, everything nineteen. Me and uh, like uh, if y'all heard other podcasts, y'all heard my uh, my homeboy Kellen. Uh, me, Kellen, and another friend of ours, Ryan. But when we were like nineteen, twenty, we would go over, you know, to Canada to hang out and drink and stuff. But that's not a drinking age here, so we had this bright idea. We didn't want to spend a lot of money on drinks there, so we had a like a fifth of like eighteen hundred and like a six pack of Coronas. And we was like, you know what? Just put it under the tire in the trunk. That's gonna do it. Oh, under the uh, spare? Yeah, under the spare. And we got through there. You know, uh, you know, had no issues. But I think, like, man, if they would have put us over, it wouldn't be nothing to just. It wasn't like the tire was bolted down. We just set the tire on top of it. Like they wouldn't have lift the tire up or some <laughs> shit. And the more I think about it later on, like, man, we gotta fuck around in jail just to try to save twenty, thirty dollars and some right. shit. You know, but. Yeah, it's uh, I had, I had too much fun in Canada when I was uh, when I was nineteen, twenty, especially since we couldn't. Cause we we found this store on Grand River 
that we could buy liquor from that'll let us buy it and shit. You know, without carding. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't carded at all. I so, had a store for that too. Yep, it was a store right on Grand River, uh, between like Auto Drive and Evergreen. Um, yeah. And we used to go there all the fucking time, man. And then it's like we got so comfortable. Like you know, you, you I, I don't know if you ever practice your face. Just oh like, yeah! Like, <laughs> I mean, if you got a store where you know yeah. you can go underage, you got to be cool about you gotta, it. You, you got to have practice. a routine. So you know, we were and, and we used to buy the strangest combination of shit. Like we would buy, we would buy Fifth of Hennessy and uh, two. Uh, what was the wine? Uh, it was some cheap ass wine. Uh, I used to get J Rose. Oh, you my cheap fancy. wine. That <laughs> shit was like six dollars for a bottle. No, it wasn't the bottle, and I can't think of the name of it right now. But it was two five, so we would get a. It was two. It was a strawberry. J Rose is a champagne. It was strawberry hill, and another uh, another flavor. But we would buy that and a pint of Hennessy every fucking time and shit. Um, but it was funny because the time we went there. After, you know, we got our, you know, we was old enough. We was like, yeah, now we older to drink. They look at us like, motherfucker, we about, we've been selling y'all for like the last two years and shit. <laughs> but it was either that or we would um, just find some bum that would just, you know, we would pay him, you know, give him a beer or some shit. You know what I'm saying? And um, he would just buy our shit, so. I, I never had to do that. I had a spot once I hit about 19. Bulls Farm. That's what it was. Oh, Bulls Farm. Oh, yeah. yeah. I should have known that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everybody's right Yeah, there. so Bulls Farm yeah, was like. That's, that's, that, that's, that's fucking. That's a bum drink. Yeah, that's. that's, that's like, no, we That's four bums. And Strawberry Hill was my favorite one. We would get, we would get two fives. We would get two bottles of Strawberry Hill. And then we would. I got to buy a bottle of Bulls Farm just to. Just to try it, we had. To, I'm gonna get it next time for the for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Boone's Farm. Uh, I gotta do it. We done done fucking. God damn, this shit tastes like adolescence. No, right, it's like it tastes like <laughs> adolescence and bad decisions. Right. Well, I'm gonna have to get it for the next one. But yeah, we used to buy it because they used to have them two for five at the store, and then we would get like a pint of Hennessy or some shit, or we would get beer and so forth. But man, this shit tastes like unprotected sex. Yeah, it's it, 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 the worst. <laughs> But I used to, we used to do that. We used to do that for the longest. I was, I, I drank. Man, I didn't drink so much fucking Boone's Farm in my, in my younger years. But it was fun though, man. Uh, you know, especially uh, going over to Canada. You know, Canada. We used, I used to go on Sundays a lot because Sundays was the day that you know that uh, it was the one bar. Uh, I think it was the music cafe, mm-hmm. and they used to have uh, hip hop night on Sunday nights. And so, you know, that would be like the time where all the black folks and shit was there. <laughs> right. Um, and and it's funny because I I remember when I was when I was going there on Sundays, I was like nineteen twenty, I was uh I was going to Henry Ford Community College at the same time, so you know, we would get up we would go over there, whoever I was with, you know, we would end up, you know, buying a pint or a fifth of Hennessy or something, drinking that before we got over or taking it, trying to take it over. Or if we drunk before we got there, we would drink that kind of like pregame. We would get over there, and then that night they used to have five dollar pitchers, and so we, shit. yeah, so we, you know, everybody had their own fucking pitcher and shit, and we'd be over there from like I don't know eleven, ten, eleven o'clock to like two. Now they stayed open. Some of spots stayed open till like four o'clock. Yeah, 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 like four o'clock. We would leave it too because at the time I was in school. 
And so I was like, shit, I need to get back to the crib at least by 3 or 4 so I can actually make it to school. Right. So you figure you get up from 10 o'clock to like 2. By the time anybody's dropped off, it's like two, like 2.33, almost 4 o'clock. Then get up at like 6 to go to school. I was going to school from like 7 in the morning to like noon. Then I go to work from like 1 to 8. Man, I don't understand the energy I had then because I could right. never do that shit now. I get, man. I... I'm in awe at some of the people who still do that shit now that's our age, man. I can't do that shit at all, dude. I used to... Man, I used to be a fucking trooper, dog. Uh, like, I have issues getting up early after podcasts, <laughs> let alone doing some fucking clubbing. And then that's dancing and hanging and, you know, the the intake was so much more than, man. I used to be the opposite of how I am now. Like, how I am now is like, I don't get enough sleep no matter how much sleep I get. I could sleep seven hours and I'd still be like dog ass tired like all day. When I was like 22, 23, I was a night owl, dude. I would stay up till four, yep. five, six o'clock in the morning. I could sleep run for I, like three, four hours. Yeah, and I could straight. run. I could run off three hours and be good. Now it's like, and it's funny because my wife always uh, she, she laughs and shit. She says she's jealous that I can say you know when I if I'm tired I'm like I'm about to go to sleep and I would just go to sleep when I want to like it takes her so much longer to fall asleep when she wants to go to sleep you know we'd be laying in bed and shit you know I'd be like well I'm out I'm tired yeah, I don't have that problem shit I'd be like I'm out I'm tired I'm done I'm gone I turn over and I'm out she's sitting there you know engulfed in her phone or fucking TV and shit or on Pinterest you know I'm like shit when I'm out I'm out it's like it's like a light switch dude I, I don't need it's rare that I, you know, I, I can't sleep. I can't even get an energy buzz off the shit that keeps people awake. I could drink a five-hour energy and immediately go to sleep. Really? Absolutely, absolutely. I can immediately go to sleep. That shit does nothing for me. Although the the SK energy drinks, the fifty shit, fifty cent shit, that shit actually gives me a little bit of a energy oh, really? boost. Yeah, that shit kind of works, but. The five hour energies, I could drink that shit. And go I don't take know if they really. I don't know if the five hour uh, works for me. All I know is sometimes they're good with drinks and shit. <laughs> Other than that, though, I don't know if they really those really work work for me. I've done, the, but now I would, I would say the five hours are cool, but like Red Bull and all that shit doesn't work for me. They don't work. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like a uh, you know some fake shit with the five hour five, five hours, but it always felt like you know it, either my body just. You know, either I, it works or, you know, my body thinks it works and, you know, I'm up or whatever some shit is. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think uh, we we were very privileged living in Detroit in regards to being able to drink. Because, like, we probably took it for granted for the most part when we were younger. But that's, like, some shit that's exclusive to Detroit. Like, everybody, can't nobody else do that where you can just drive 20 minutes and now all of a sudden you can drink underage. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, we, I mean, you, it's funny because you were saying, you know, uh, internationally, you know, eating internationally, but that's not a common for, say, a person that's like, I don't know, Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, they can't, really. they can't go nowhere and just, you know, say, oh, fuck, I'm, you know, I'm out of the country. Or maybe you're in, like, Texas or something. Yeah, you got to live at the Mexican border or at the Canada border, and that's it. Or unless you're in, like, Washington State or something where you, yeah. you know what I'm saying, you're getting across the, you know, but... Yeah, but I, have, I haven't been across Canada since, like, pre-9-11, which is, like, what, 2001? Yeah, it was way easier back then. Back then, you could just go across, and that was it. Right. I haven't after, been, after 9-11, man, you got to 
You had to have everything. Yeah, so much now. And it's funny because my, I think my, my passport is expired. But when I did renew last year, I don't get an enhanced ID so I can go across. I don't have to have a. That's what I have now. Yeah. Now, is that really easy? Once you just, you know, show that shit, you're pretty much good. Yeah, I just hand it to him like anything else. So I have, like, my fiance has a passport. I have an enhanced ID. And then if my son's with me, I just give them his birth certificate. Oh, okay, yeah, because and then I found out too after after sixteen you you can't do that with a kid like up until sixteen you can use their birth certificate. Oh, but after yeah. sixteen you have to get um, they have to have a passport or whatever because when uh, or I took her son and uh, her nephew I think it was last year or the year before they went to Niagara Falls mm-hmm. they were able to show um, just the, the birth certificate but then now they know that. Now they try to go over there and get passed. Well, that's just so stupid. I figured they probably just get an enhanced ID then. Yeah. I think it's like 30 bucks or something. Yeah, it's like, like 35 or something like that. That ain't too much more, so. Yeah, I used to have some good times in Canada. Man, I had great times in Canada. All until, I think, right around close to 2001, I was I was dating this, this chick over, in it, over there. So we, we had set a time we was going to hang out. I like cool, so I get over there and I get flagged to get pulled over to go look through my, you know, my vehicle. It was cool. I, I didn't have anything, but my uh, glove compartment was locked, and so, but it was an old four like minivan, but I didn't have the, the. It was a separate key for the glove compartment, and they tried yeah. to use the, the my uh, ignition key to get into, it and they broke the key. The fuck, man! So I had to wait like two and a half hours for a locksmith to come and and like make me a new key or whatever. That shit was so fucking dumb. And then the the, the customs cop was laughing. Like, oh shit! I broke the key. Ha ha ha! All this shit. And so Bitch, that ain't funny, right? So the chick thought the chick thought that I was blowing her off because you know obviously I was stuck in customs. I'm like, right. no, I'm really just really here. And, and it, that was even an era where you had like you know camera phones, so I could like. Take a picture and be like, look, this is really what the fuck's going on. Right. And so, she didn't go well after that. I think we, we think we kind of like stopped talking like soon after that. She thought I really blew her off. I'm like, no, nah, I'm stuck in fucking customs and shit. I've never been pulled into customs, like as an adult. My parents got pulled over when they would come with us, like I think once. That's happened. I've, I, as an adult, have never been pulled into customs. So, I mean, that's cool, but it's not a big deal anyway. Yeah, I got pulled many times, but a lot of times... You know, they come over and look at your vehicle, and then, yeah, it'd be like 10 minutes, maybe. It ain't even like a long, drawn-out process. One time I went, when I was with a cousin of mine who left his ID at home. Oh, shit. And that was fucked up, because they kept us forever. They were trying to verify his, you know, his his identification and shit. But, and I was thinking, like, dog, how the fuck do you even leave off the house without your ID? Like, that shit was the... I understand. Like, my shit is just on me, you know what I'm saying? Do you not have a wallet on you? Yeah, it's just, you know, so we were stuck forever. And then his brother had tickets and, you know, in the States. So they had, you know, they was talking about keeping him and all this dumb oh, shit. shit. It was so stupid. But yeah, they got put over many times. But usually it's just, you know, they used to look in the vehicle. One time I took, I had my mom's minivan. Me and a homeboy went over and they got us, they pulled us over. And my stepdad smoked weed and they found a fucking uh, roach, roach clip in the fucking ashtray. And they gave us a third degree and shit. Man, I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I, I think I was smoking weed at the time. But I hadn't smoked at that time or right. whatever. I'm like, it ain't mine. I'm like, it's my stepdad's. He's like, 
But why is it with you? I'm like, I got that fucking car. Like, right. what the fuck? But, yeah. Good times, though. I can't wait to get it. I ain't been back. I'm going to try to go over there sometime in the next couple of months. Yeah, you got a handsome ID. You need to at least go over there and grab a Cuban. Fuck, yeah. I just want to go. I only got to bring it back. I just go over there and have one over there and shit. You ain't got to go far. As soon as you as soon as soon you leave out the customs, it's mad cigar places right there on the first street, all advertising. We got Cubans. We got Cubans. I just I just don't want to get duped, man. Like I don't I want to know where to go, like to get a good one and not you know. Nigga, I did my checks on <laughs> on, on the how to verify real Cubans and everything checked out. That shit was phenomenal. That is a real deal. I just have to go with you then, shit, just to file one there. We can go to the same place I got mine from, and like I said, it's right there. Like you could walk there from the border if you. Theoretically, if you could walk across, you could walk there from the border. It's real close. Sounds good to me, brother. But, uh, um, I can't remember what you said, but something you said reminded me I want to talk about. Uh, so, um, Garnell sent us an email about, uh, Otis's Twitter popularity. And I feel like that's a. <laughs> I'm not popular at all, but that's the way. a lie. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> the lie detector has determined. <laughs> that is a lie. Yeah, that's a lie. Um, <laughs> But she said that um, she could have random conversations with Otis and like people who don't follow him would just pop up in her mentions. People, Australian people will pop up in her mentions just to, I don't know, for whatever reason, just just because. And like the crazy thing about that is that you can't, if you see somebody's mentions to another person in your timeline, it's because you follow both people. Right. So if you don't follow both people, how are these people seeing that she's talking to you? And I think it has, I mean, it's Australian people, so I mean, I guess it's people who are really just stalking her, but it just, to me, it just, it just triggered the, the idea of just Otis's general popularity on Twitter. What's this so that weird? Nigga, he, this nigga mad popular. What's this so, what's this so weird? Because like she says, and for anybody who's not familiar, you know, with Twitter, I don't know how, but at this point in life, but if you're not familiar with the process... If you want to talk to someone you know, you put in their at, you know, their name, which is usually an at and whatever their name is. And typically, not typically, but always it's only going to show the people that follows that person. So, for instance, if Garden Isle, you know, wants to say something to me, she will put my name in and only people that follows me and her should see it. Right. Or whatever. So, it's like, say, you know, she's talking to me, Mike will see it. Obviously, because they follow each other, and he follows her and me. But if it's another person that doesn't follow, it won't show unless either she put a character or like a dot or a period before the name, or if she put you know my name at the end of the tweet. Right. But yeah, so that's the only way other people see it. As to why all these other people jump in all the time, it's like so weird, and it's like some of the randomest shit. You know, and I don't, I don't care. Um, sometimes it's cool conversation. Sometimes it's just um, assholes. But that ha- that's that's ha- that's funny because that doesn't happen a lot in the last. I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks or whatever. The funny thing about it is that it don't happen if she tweet me. It only happens if she tweet you. Um, it's yeah. just something about your Twitter personality that's magnetic, dog. It's like bad motherfuckers fuck know with you. What the bad fuck? people fuck with you on Twitter? I don't know why that happens. I have no fucking clue. Cause it's weird You're because Twitter, I really, I really hate like it's a it's a couple of people that I uh, I follow on Twitter, and they they tweet the person that they're following. They tweet them at the end of every conversation. 
And it's like, I hate, only way I, I don't like it because I feel like I'm reading a conversation I never would have known I if see you that just would have just added the person in the beginning. Right. I have somebody like that who, who replies to all tweets with where they put the reply at the beginning so that it'll show up in your timeline and the person's at name is at the end of the tweet. I have somebody who does that with every every tweet. Every person that they correspond with, that person's name is at the end of the tweet so it shows up in my timeline. I hate and that. I have, I, I, I hate, hate that, that shit so much. Like, I mean, I, I get it if, it's, if you're just playful or you're just, you know, fucking with some random celebrity or whatever occasion. But it's like to every fucking time. Like, I don't follow that person. I feel like I don't have to see that shit. I shouldn't have to see it. If you want to have a conversation with that person, just have a conversation with them. I think, you know, social media has gotten to the point where, you know, you, you want everybody to see what you're talking about. It's kind of like open letters and shit. You want everybody to know that shit. Right. So I don't know. I I hate that shit. I just hate I hate the fact that people are just are prone to just being evil and mean and doing shit like that just cause and shit. That's just like like yesterday. I got pissed. So I got I, and I don't know if you've even seen it. I haven't even talked to you about it. But I got like super pissed when you had on Facebook you had posted about uh, uh, going to Cheesecake Factory and everybody talked about how it was overrated. <laughs> like I got like super pissed about like. You didn't, it's like, it, it's not like, you, you didn't even ask if, what was your, like, you know, hey, I'm going to TJ Factory. What, what y'all think? Your, what are your thoughts on it? And everybody, it was like five people was like, oh, I'm overrated. My mom, I'm like, he didn't even ask that shit. <laughs> like, it, I think it's just fucking up your, you know, your experience of it if you say, I'm about to try a new place and everybody says something mean about it or bad about it. And yeah. I don't give a fuck about the restaurant. You know, I just feel like, you know, you're just killing the... The joy of somebody's, you know, experience if everybody you talk to now is saying it's fucked up or overrated. Now, you 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 may be inclined to to think less of it now while you're there. You know what I mean? And no, and the thing is, no matter how you felt about it, whether you liked it or loved it, it wouldn't make it wouldn't make a difference because you know obviously you're entitled to that. But it's like why why make the stupid comment of how bad it is or how bad you think it is? Yeah. I was so pissed. I ended up doing a status about it, like, right after that, dude. A Facebook status? Yeah, I did it right after that and shit. Like, why are people like that? And, you know, somebody commented, like, you know, you're, you know, you're, in, uh, people are entitled to give their opinions. I'm like, people are entitled to say what the fuck they want. No, but, like, I'm so sick but, of people. But why, though? Like, why would you say some shit like that? And especially if you didn't ask the question. Like, you didn't ask, what do you think of Cheesecake Factory? You know what I'm saying? You just said, hey, it's my first time. You know, you could have came back and said it fucking was shitty. But that was what you gave, you, you know, you gathered that based on being there. You know, like, I'm like, what the fuck? You know, somebody said, you know, somebody said, you said that shit. I was just like, you know what I'm saying? You can say it's fucked up. But like, why would you? Like, what made you look at his status and say, you know what? I need to tell him how fucked up this place is. <laughs> like, why would you do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, why why would you be such a grit for so, no fucking reason? Yeah, I think the, the crazy thing, more so, the, the thing that bothers me more about that situation is if I say, because I, 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 I wouldn't necessarily peg myself as a foodie, because I don't go to food places to the degree that, like, the real foodies go, but, like, I know I kind of have a reputation on Facebook for going to a lot of different uh, restaurants and trying all kinds of different food and posting the pictures and being like, I guess, like a little lightweight minor league foodie or whatever. So if I say 
I haven't been to this place before. When I put that, and I almost didn't put it, because I said that I hadn't been to the Cheesecake Factory before, and I thought, like, you know what, I probably shouldn't put this, but I did it anyway, and I knew going in this was going to happen. But I was like, I, I thought, like, let me wait for, like, the 15 motherfuckers that's going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe you haven't been there. I've been there all the time. Like, okay, pat yourself on the back. Congratulations. You've been to where I haven't been. Now go live your life and feel like you're better about yourself. There, there, like, I don't, I don't, that's what I don't get. There's, the there's people who no, want to jump in and be like, oh, I've been there, even though you is, haven't. But the thing is, prior, prior to, Cheesecake Factory has been one of those, like, cult followings. Like, there are people who, like, totally love it, and there are people that probably don't. But it seemed like, it always saw the people that totally, like, loved it and, like, overhyped it and stuff like that. But I was like, when you messaged me, you know, you were saying y'all were there, y'all were waiting to go in. I'm like, cool, it, you know, they have the good food. Now, all the food that I've had has been decent food, good food there. But it's nothing that I would just rave and say, man, you gotta go to Cheesecake Factory. But if you are there, try these couple of meals. They are good. You know, right. they have an extensive, you know, uh, menu. It's funny because the menu is so weird because they have so many fucking advertisements and shit in it. And, and the menu it's is like extensive, too. Yeah, it is. And the menu is extensive. Like, I always thought up until very recently, I thought, why would I go to the Cheesecake Factory? I don't eat cheesecake like that. But my fiance was like, no, they got mad shit other yeah. than cheesecake. Yeah, it, I mean, it's, 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 like you said, it's extensive as hell. They have so many, you know, so many meals. I like, I actually, I actually prefer the appetizers. I like the appetizers more than anything else. Other than their cheesecakes, but you know, I know people that make you know great cheesecakes, so it's not like they're you know, I'm not, I know I could get it if I didn't go there, but man, niggas, niggas in the city, they would go, they should go to uh, Cleveland, niggas would take trips to Cleveland to go to Cheesecake Factory before it was here, mm. all the fucking time. Like, I'm not, I'm not taking no trip for no food like that. Like, if I'm gonna take a trip, it's gonna be for my dope day. Like, I'd take a trip to fucking Toledo to fucking Waffle House if I had, you know, because I like Waffle House. But it's like, I'm not driving four hours, you know, just for some fucking, you know, food. But, you know, it's, I mean, you gotta hype anywhere. I just don't get people that, you know, feel the need to be sour for no, you know, just because you can say it. Like, I feel, I feel like social media is like, has bred this, this type of people that just wanna put their fucking, Two cent ass comments on people's shit just because you can, and I said that's, that's such bullshit. But you know, I, like cause I've had good food there. It's like, and me and then too, it's like nigga, pick some good food. Why? Why would you pick trash ass food? You know what I'm saying? And just you know, rule. It's like it got. I mean, at the at the minimum, it has to be at least fifty items on the fucking menu there. Right. You mean you couldn't pick one good item out of 50 fucking <laughs> items? You know what I'm saying? You just make poor choices of food then if that's the case then. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was good, but it's definitely nothing that I would recommend to somebody or I would drive a long distance to go to. Or I would wait like we had to wait we didn't wait there because it's, it's our cheesecake factory is in a mall, so yeah. You just we, take the thing and just walk around. Yeah, we yeah. chilled out for a little bit and came back, but I think our overall wait was probably like an hour and a half, something it's, like that. The thing is, it's so hours. many, it's so many good places in, in you know in Detroit, Metro Detroit area. That I'm not waiting for. I'm not waiting an hour for any food when I don't have to. You know what I mean? Like you know, for a mall like that, like you said, last time I went, we waited. I think we waited like 45 minutes, so we had checked out a couple of uh, stores in the mall. I mean, the way the place is set up is really, you know, if you need to wait and you want to go, you can just go anywhere in the mall and just come back or whatever. But they opened a Garrett's Popcorn right by the Cheesecake Factory, too. I was wondering how far that was in, like, proximity It's right there. Really. It's right there. 
Yeah, so that was she, cool. she she wanted me to go. I think did y'all go Friday? Uh, yesterday. Oh, yesterday. She wanted to go yesterday. I was like, nah, it's the weekend. I'm not. I'm not fucking with that shit. Dog, it was crazy. Like they had the Garrett's popcorn. The actual store had a line that like that zigzag, kind of like when you're waiting in line at an amusement park. That so it had the ropes and you kind of zigzag. So it had like maybe like two or three zigzags in the actual store. But it was so banging that they had a separate section out in the the mall area and the you know where you walk through and shit. That it had a second section that was roped off with more zigzag lines. So you get in that first line, and then when you get to the end of that, then there's a somebody who works there who signals you to come to the the line that's in the store. So like it was it was a crazy long line, man. But it, it wasn't that long of a wait just because it's like they don't have to make food, you know. So fucking but, popcorn. Shit. Yeah. So it wasn't that it didn't take that long, but it was a crazy long line though. Yeah. It, it. I, I, I've been. One, I, I think we're probably going to try to go during the. You know, maybe uh, right after the new year, during the day. I think she'd be off work, so we can just you know, go early in like the early morning, early afternoon, or some shit. And they ran out of the shit that I wanted, like right before I got to the uh, to the yeah, main line. That that piss you off. Yeah, but well, I mean, Third. whatever. I'm not a big popcorn fan anyway. That was something that my fiance wanted to do. Because Garrett's is hot shit in Chicago, and now we got one here. So it's like, and she's a big popcorn person, so she, it was a big deal for her. And I was like, well, I guess I'll try a small bag of this, uh, it was like a pecan, a pecan caramel mix or something like that. I was like, I'll try that. And then, like, literally, we were, like, right about to get into the to the main line. And one of the employees come through, like, we got a pecan mix and almond mix. I'm like, God damn it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was cool. I mean, it was still cool to, like, get it. And, it, like, Cheesecake Factory was cool. Like, um, the actual entree that I got was good. It wasn't great, but it was good. But the cheesecake was the truth. I mean, I mean, it's the Cheesecake Factory. It better, it, the cheesecake yeah, it should be, be fucking good. good. Right, yeah. yeah, exactly. So the cheesecake was good. But it's nothing that I would never be pressed to go back there again. Like, I wouldn't be like, hey, let's go to Cheesecake Factory. I really want that. Like, I, that will never happen. Like, we can go back, but I will never be like pressed for like, hey, let's go. Like, I don't, I don't, it wasn't that big of a deal to me. And we've been to so many places around Detroit, Metro Detroit, that we have like whatever we have a taste for, we know what the what spot to hit for that. And I mean, I think, I mean, I think we've been blessed with so many options around Detroit that you don't have to like, like I just, I can't, you know, especially for you know, if I'm hungry, I can't, I don't feel the need to wait an hour and a half for food. Mm-hmm. On, a, on a normal basis, like Actually you know, sometimes you know you want to you know you want to try some shit, so you could. But on normal, nah, I can't. You know, I I can't do it. So yeah, absolutely not. Like we, we there's so many places that's the truth out here, man. We I think we I don't know I can't really compare it to other cities because I haven't been everywhere, but I feel like Detroit has to have one of the best food. Uh, one of, has to be one of the best food cities. In the country, like I feel like, man, we we were really fortunate that we got some great, great food options around here. And it's like, especially for breakfast foods, you, it's man, ton, and that's tons my favorite. That's my right. favorite. So it's like tons and tons of places that you would just go for just you know for breakfast food. You, you just go to a fucking Coney. Yeah, I mean, if you want to go, it, I can kill it on breakfast shit. Right, right. So it's like so many options and stuff. I just you know, and I know that's exclusive to us, so we can't say, hey, hit a Coney people in Atlanta. Or hit a cone right. people in wherever. Like, that's exclusive to us. So, I mean, that's our... I guess that's our Waffle House. But even, even then, it's not really our Waffle House because Waffle House is a chain. 
Right. Where the Arconis are like individuals. Like, it's just so many of them. So you could, there's so many fucking conies that are, that, that are truth around here, man. And it's great, greasy ass, awesome food for dirt cheap Relatively ass prices. Cheap, right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. So. But, uh, so, did you, I, 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 I seen that you had posted you had seen the interview. Mm-hmm. What you think? Yeah, I watched it last night. It was not worth all the controversy. I'm a big, big, big Seth Rogen, James Franco kind of fan. And most of the stuff that Seth Rogen has done has been great to me. As a matter of fact, I said this uh, many years ago when, like, Judd Apatow movies with Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd and uh, Jonah Hill and all the movies came out. I felt like, to me, that was like a rejuvenation of comedy because I'm not a big comedy movie, a comedy movie fan because I don't really ever find shit funny. But, like, stuff like The 40-Year-Old Virgin and Knocked Up, like, those were, like, the rejuvenation of comedy to me. So right. I was, like, a big fan of, of all the movies. So I was going to see the interview regardless because it had Seth Rogen in it and James Franco. But it had its moments. It was it had its moments where it was funny, but it definitely was not something where it's, like, you have to see this. And it, it, was, it wasn't worth all the controversy. So... I mean, it was alright. I mean, it was funny, but it was... it had, it had I wouldn't even say it was funny like it was a funny movie. It had its moments, but it wasn't anything... I would not recommend it. Like, go see this because it was funny. I wouldn't recommend it. It was alright. Like, if you if you can watch it for free, watch it for free. Don't pay the $6 for YouTube to rent it or the $15 yeah, to buy it or I, I go saw see that the theaters. On, on it's I was, not worth it. On Christmas, it free, I, I mean... I remember they saw David go have it on um, YouTube, and I was like, "Cool!" I'm like, "Cool!" I just watched it on Christmas. I didn't because I I was look um, on my my internet. You didn't know it was gonna cost. I right? didn't know it was gonna cost. <laughs> so they like, "Let's go to YouTube." I'm like, "Cool, fuck!" So I go to YouTube on my uh, my TV, and they say I can't, you know, I can't view it. So I'm like, "What the fuck?" So now I go on my phone, and that's what I saw. It was a fat eye, and I'm like, "Fuck this! I'm not paying for this shit." Yeah. And, I, I, when they first said it was going to be on YouTube, right away they didn't say it was going to cost. But then, like, when they confirmed it was for sure going to be on YouTube, the article said for rent. And I was like, oh, shit, it's about to cost money on YouTube. Yeah. And then I'm like, people are going to put they people are going to be comfortable putting their fucking, I don't know, whatever method they choose to pay on YouTube right after the fucking Sony hack and shit over this nah, movie. Fuck that. Yeah. I heard they end up having like 70,000 uh, purchases or some shit. Mm-hmm. You know, at, at $6 a piece. I'm like, shit, they made bank then. Yeah. And it, it just made me think like, was this really a fucking setup or are they just, you know, could, are you just benefiting off of a misfortune? I think that, I still, the only reason, the main reason I think they, it was not a setup is because so much other shit got exposed for Sony because of that. Like all those like semi-racist emails and all that shit. Like, that shit just was a bad look for Sony, period. So right. I think they wouldn't have put all that shit out there just to sell a moderate amount of movie tickets. Right, like, right. I think they still probably would have made more money if nothing had happened and it just came out in theaters. Because James Franco and Seth Rogen, and they're popular enough to where the movie's going to bank regardless. So they don't need to create a controversy and then try to get money online for $6 a piece. Because you, know, you, you spend more than that if you went to the movies. So they, I think they probably would have made more money if 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 it had just came out of movies regular. So I don't think it was a setup, but I think they still they still good they still did good considering the circumstances. Right. So it worked out, but I I, I wasn't that big of a fan of it. 
Yeah, I'm gonna probably check it out this week just because I just wanted to see the hype about it. But yeah, I I didn't think that you know it was. I thought it was gonna be more than what it was, but I I've heard mixed reviews for it, and you know what I've heard hasn't been you know degraded. So well, yeah. I mean, like I said, as a fan of that type of movie and the people in it, as a fan of that of that group, for me to say that I was unimpressed is a kind of a big deal. Like if I was somebody who was just seeing it for the sake of. And then was like, eh, I didn't like it. Then you're like, well, maybe that motherfucker just don't fuck with the movies like right. that. Because like, no, I saw those reviews beforehand. People were like, oh, I think it's shitty. I'm like, well, what do you know? Like, <laughs> you might not be a person who fucks with them like that. But I fuck with them like that, and I didn't think it was all that great. So it started off good, and then it was, was kind of eh. Whatever. Yeah, I had higher hopes just because of the guys in it. You know, um, I've been a you know Seth Rogen fan, so I just figured it'd be a lot better, but. You know, whatever. I'm gonna still check it out sometime this week. I don't see how anybody could. Like, we had the the controversial <laughs> the controversial issue of me saying I'm not a big Will Ferrell fan. Yeah. But like, I, I'm a huge fucking Seth Rogen fan though. So I don't know that gives you an idea of what kind of comedies I like. I like Seth Rogen and I like, like I said, the Forty Year Old Virgin and, and Knocked Up and uh, uh, what's the one where um. Shit, I'm drawing a blank because they got so so damn many of them. Which who who plays in it? What's going on? Like the ones with like Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill and Paul Rudd and like all those kind of movies. I like which, I like which almost Paul all Rudd. Of Paul Rudd is the dude who okay. Um, let's see, he was in the Forty Year Old Virgin, but I don't know if I can give you a good idea of which character he was. Uh, he it was in Knocked, okay. It knocked up. You, you saw Knocked Up? Yeah. I probably remember Forty Year Old Virgin more than Knocked Up though. His role was a little bit more minor in the Forty Year Old Virgin though. Like he, he was. If I can just go go to IMDb and just look at look him up and shit. Cause... Okay, did you see Role Models? Uh, I yeah, but I don't remember. Oh, as... Did you say? Did you see I Love You, Man? Yeah. Okay, that was my shit. Okay, so Jason Segel is another one. that's one of my favorites, but. Jason Segel and Paul Rudd were the stars of I Love You, Man. They were the two main guys in that. Um, yeah, Paul Rudd was... It's hard for me to really say, because like in 40-Year-Old Virgin, the main guy oh, like Steve Carell. Yeah, Seth he Rogan. was the one that was going back and forth. So I know how to know you gay. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, was him, yeah. See, he was kind of minor in 40-Year-Old Virgin, though, because like the main yeah, guys was, were That like, was like one of the big, big parts, though. That was one of the best parts, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of the best parts. But like the main characters in that was like Seth Rogen... Uh, the black dude, R- Romani Falco, or whatever Romano the fuck his name is, shit. him. Uh, like he, they, those are like the Steve Carell. Those are the main guys. But like knocked up, he was in that too. Yeah, because he was a uh, he was Seth Rogen's boy in that, wasn't he? He was what? Seth Rogen's boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was the one that was married. And yeah. they did the little sequel to this. Yeah, because uh, he was married to the chick who was. Um, uh, the whole road threw up on um, uh, uh, Steve Carell in the car. Yep, yep. Yeah. Fucking shellfish. Yeah, let's get some fucking French toast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I swear, that was one of her best roles. I mean, she was so fucking funny in that, dude. I just couldn't imagine being on a date with a chick, you know. I'm going home with her, and we just stop, and she bitch throws up on me. Like, <laughs> th- that just kills the date. 
and still was trying to fuck. Yeah. Like, you could still get it. But the thing is, was like, how drunk you was, you know, you know what? Let's just take a shower then. <laughs> Let, let's rinse all the shellfish off of me then. <laughs> all the shit you just threw up. <laughs> I like her knocked up uh, a bit more, though. Yeah, she was a sister, right? She was a sister at home. Yeah, she was yeah. a sister of Catherine Heigl's character yeah. or whatever. Catherine Heigl knew nothing wrong. She no, was the nothing one, wrong to me. She was the one that was... Uh, while on the doorman at the uh, going to the club, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, she might be one of my favorite, my favorite crush white girls and shit. Speaking of which, the dude that played the doorman is my shit in his oh. movies too, man. Craig Craig Robinson, I think is his name. Yeah, he was on the Office because he was. I I, I remember him hot tub um, time much, machine, right? I remember him a lot from the Office. Yeah, uh, but when he's at the door, dog, he was fucking hilarious, man. Yeah, and it was like, uh, well, <laughs> she was trying to get in. He's like, hey, y'all, he said, uh, we can't have no old pregnant bitches old in the club. I'm like, I'm not saying you old, old for this earth. You's old for this club. <laughs> I'm not saying you old for this earth, but <laughs> that's funny. I actually funny. love those movies, man. I thought those movies were so fucking clever, dog. They just brought back, like, good, like, one-liners and shit. And I was a big fan of, like, comedies that had, like, really good one-liners. Like, uh, them old... Marx Brothers movies were really good for one-liners, and like I thought that those, uh, I thought they brought back one-liners like really, really good because I like like clever verbal shit. Like I'm not a big fan of like slapstick, which right. is probably why I don't like Will, Will Ferrell that much, man. Because like you don't really do slapstick, but like I'm not a fan of like people getting hit with shit and like falling over and all that shit. Like I'm not a big fan of that kind of comedy. I like comedy that's like verbally clever. And I thought that they, they really brought that shit back. But did you like Dodgeball? Dodgeball. Uh, I, yeah, I did like Dodgeball. I didn't think it was great, like, but I, I did like Dodgeball. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know, man. I got a lot of, I got a lot of bad tweets about my, my Will Ferrell, uh, I wouldn't say slander because I didn't really slander him. I just said I didn't really fuck with him. But I got a whole lot of tweets like, "Really? How do you not fuck with Will Ferrell?" I'm like, "Cause I don't think he's funny." People start tuning you after the podcast about yeah. it. Oh, that's funny. I wish I would have saw. Hey, people ask me the same shit you asked me. Did you see so and so? No, because Will Ferrell was in it, so I didn't see it. Right, because that's my whole thing. I'd be Did like, "You so, see Elf?" No. I'd be like, so, I'm, and it, "When you say Elf, I'm like, nah, fuck it. Then. I'm not asking you no more shit." Then <laughs> the fact you said that, I was like, "Yeah, fuck it. We we, we won't even go there." Then. That's cool. I get it. I get it. The only movie that Will Ferrell was in that I liked was Old School. I can't think of any other Will Ferrell movie that that he was in that I liked. Even like the biggest ones like Anchorman and shit like that. I I wasn't a big fan of that. Yeah, I think Old School was the only thing that he was in that I liked. I just don't fucking understand, dude. But you know, we're not going to get into that to this podcast. But uh, we're going to take a a slight... uh, Commercial break and uh, we'll be right back. We're back. We're back and and, and this week we are sponsored. <laughs> Officially, unofficially, I don't know. We are sponsored by Brian. <laughs> not a company. Like we're not sponsored by Bevel. Right, right, uh, right. Oh god, damn! I'm so tired of hearing about Bevel and shit. You get razor bumps. Uh, right. No, we're, we're sponsored by Brian. Right. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> Uh, Ryan is uh, offering to sponsor uh, some uh, Kesslers for the uh, for the podcast. What's up, Brian? Yeah. So, uh, so Brian is going to sponsor the podcast uh, by uh, providing 
guest list for future future podcasts. So uh, make sure you follow Brian on Twitter. I, I, you know, it's funny. <laughs> I was thinking like I think he follows me, and I don't, I don't think I followed him on here. I'm pretty sure he does. Um, so uh, Brian's Twitter is kind of trash right now, but since we go. <laughs> Since we're going to big him up, like, he needs to actually tweet some more. Yeah, so he does. Uh, if he's going to sponsor us, he needs to So, follow Brian tweet. at uh, B, B, D as in dog, T as in titties, titties, <laughs> 48235. Yeah, B as in bitches. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, all inappropriate words to say for his Twitter name. B- B- BDT48235. Bitches, dick, titties, 48235. <laughs> right. <laughs> And this Abby has some some baby big dick testicles for right. two, three, five. <laughs> and this Abby has some 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 pictures of some baby and some Jordans, some real hood shit. Uh, but yeah, we look forward to having Kessler, your your personal uh, uh, personalized Kessler bottle for our, maybe our next podcast. I just followed him back because I realized he followed me a long time ago. <laughs> Oops. So yeah, that's our sponsor for this week. Follow Brian on Twitter. Brian is a good dude, though. Though, like Brian, I worked with Brian when I um when I worked at Target, and uh, Brian's a real good dude. Like I wish he hung out a little bit more, but he's a family man and shit. So he don't get out and party, drink, and well, I, I mean we don't really party, but like he don't get out like that. But uh, we'll get him to work on his Twitter, and um, so yeah, follow him at BDT four eight two three five and. Uh, that's our sponsor for this week. Hopefully, we'll uh, he'll provide the Kessler shortly, and maybe we'll have him on the podcast. He <coughs> shit. <laughs> He'd be a good guest to have on, I think. So yeah, cool man. Hopefully, uh, be able to catch him on at some point. So, but you know, we we don't want to hold that to just you know him. If you know anyone would like to sponsor us with a um, a random alcohol or random cigar, please. Uh, Hit us up at our what up though uh, uh, podcast. Oh you know, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I was trying to think of the what up email, but yeah. So yeah, I think like if you um if you are somebody who like say like you got like like Brian is like not very active on Twitter. Don't he doesn't have too many followers? If you're somebody who you feel like you know what. I got a shitty amount of followers, but I know Mike and Otis, and I listen to the podcast, and I know that they get, you know, a decent amount of podcast plays, they got a decent amount of followers, and you want us to shout you out, like, your Twitter, and who you are on the podcast, and see if you can get some followers off that shit. We'll do it. We'll do it. I mean, you got to provide liquor, like Brian is saying, you know, like Brian going to do, or provide cigars, but yeah, you know, yeah, that can be our, like, our little, like, little low-key Hey, man, people, shit. every, companies and people pay for advertisement. So, like, we, you know, we do it. We'll advertise your bitch-ass Twitter if you right. provide us with a drink or a cigar. <laughs> so, yeah. Even if your Twitter trash, we'll do that shit. We just, we, I mean, we do it just because. I mean, you got to build from somewhere. So, yeah, I'm going to yeah. suggest that Brian step his Twitter game up. But, I mean, for the most part, yeah, you know, you want to get a little bit of attention to your Twitter that you don't get otherwise and you feel like you can reach our market. Do it. Do it, yeah. And it's cheap, really. I right. mean, we're not asking, you know, hey, throw $200 in our PayPal. You know, hey, you know, Kessler like $10 for a fifth, yo. So, right. I mean, right. It's not like we asked for fucking Louis thirteen for those shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, tell us, you know, that you're going to uh, throw us a bottle of Kessler or, or PayPal us $10 to buy our own bottle of Kessler, whatever. Yeah, we would we would gladly $10 do to it. buy a cigar. I mean, well, you got to... Okay, so we can we can drink a bottle of Kessler during a podcast, so that'll cover 
one podcast. If you're doing it with cigars, you got to provide a cigar for each of us. So, depending on what you get, it could be a little bit pricier. Tesla might be like 10 bucks for a fifth. Between two cigars for both of us, you might spend like 15 16 something like that. But, you know, provide that. We'll shout out your little bitch-ass Twitter. That shit, you know. We might we might note that your Twitter is trash, but we'll work on it with you, you know, try sure to get will. you try to get your Twitter game up. So yeah. So that's our, our sponsor for this week and um maybe next week we can be shouting out your Twitter name if you don't want to be a cheap bitch and throw a little bit of money our way. Not money, but you know, liquor or uh liquor or cigar. And I I we'll really gas you up if you throw a, <laughs> throw us some cigars, some decent cigars or Heck some good yeah. liquor. We will work to get you some followers. <laughs> right, right. Like we, we will get it done. We yeah, we get, get it, it done, done with our with our with our little bit of following that we got. So, so yeah, that's our uh, that's our ad portion. Our our first ad portion uh, right. on our thirty second episode. Right. It only took thirty fucking episodes to be able to get that. So I, I'm okay with that. Yeah, it took a smooth eight months, but hey, <laughs> we right. got it. So, so I, I wanted to talk about too a, a little bit about to go back to the Christmas shit. Man, I did like the dopest shit, and like I knew going in that it would be dope, but it's like even more dope actually experiencing it. But I got my son; he's six, six years old. I got him an iPod Touch for Christmas, and I was always kind of a person that'd be like, "Why would you buy your kid a fucking iPhone or something like that?" And I didn't get him an iPhone, but I got him an iPod Touch and. The reason I got it is because, I mean, if you guys haven't picked up on it through uh, 32 episodes, uh, me and my son's mother are not together. My fiance is not his mom. Um, so we split time with him. So I get my son three or four days out of the week. I get him... Uh, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, and every other Saturday, and she gets them Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and every other Saturday. So it's an even split. But um, on the three days, three or four days that she's that he's with her, I I miss him. My son's my best friend. I, I want him around all the time, and he's he's not around for three or four days. So I got him my iPod Touch because you know if he's on the Wi-Fi, I can text him, I can do FaceTime calls and shit like that, and then he can have his games that he likes to play on my phone. I can put those games on his iPod Touch and he can play them when he's not with me. So I thought this would be a great idea to get him an iPod Touch so we could stay in touch. And I thought it was a great idea going in, but now, like, it's even, it's exponentially better than I thought it was going to be. Like, because he's really good, he's really good at writing, he's really good at reading, and he's really good at technology. So... It really is like I'm legit like having text conversations with my son when he's not around. Or if he even if he is around, but it's like cool and he like sends me like the best messages. Like like I can be like like when I, when I came over here to uh to record the podcast, he was sending me text messages like uh I love you daddy, I miss you, I wish you were here right now. Like all the shit that you thirsty bitches bitches want out your man. Like <laughs> my son sends me that shit. <laughs> all the shit that you that you dream for in your in your uh, love life, my son sends me that shit. And this is like I feel like this is, this is the greatest purchase I've ever made. My greatest purchases beforehand have been like my Roku player that I got a few years back. That shit changed my life back then. It's not hot shit right now, but at the time it was hot shit. Um, all my great purchases have been like electronic based. 
Netflix, shit like that. But like him getting this shit, man. Him sending me, he sending me text messages. He sending me videos. He sending me pictures, like all that shit. Like he's he's pretty savvy with the shit. That's dope as hell. Yeah. So it's it's I can't wait for like a lot of the shit that we've done. We just kind of been like fucking around with like uh, just sending messages, but we'll be in the same place. So it's kind of like he'll send me a message and he'll look at me like, "Daddy, I just sent you a text." So then I'll look at it and I respond and like and then I'll you know look at him and it'll just kind of be fun. But like uh, tomorrow, well when y'all listen to this today, but Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday he's gonna be staying with my mom because he's not at school and he's gonna have his iPod Touch. So like I'm gonna be like able to text him and shit while I'm at work and like do Facetime calls with him and shit and it's like it's just so fucking cool, man. And I've been like really really enjoying. Uh, being able to do this with him, and I'm teaching him how to. Uh, his mother doesn't have a, uh, any Apple products, so he can only really correspond with her via email. But I uh, I set him up to do that. Oh, okay. And yeah. then put her up on put her up on it because like she might not. I get push notifications for my emails, but she might not have that because she don't have an iPhone. Now, did you have to do like a uh, the Apple ID for an adult? I because no, I, I made an Apple ID for him. And then I put myself as the uh, the backup email, and then I had to make a password for it. So like he can't, for instance, he can't purchase an app or purchase a song or something without. Like my nephew, he tried to do it. He tried to do password. One. He had a, my my sister, I guess, that made him an email. But because my nephew has a, a, a touch now, but he couldn't get an ID because of his age. I wasn't asked for age at any point. I just said I took his phone. I mean his iPod, and I. I just set it up, and I set it up like a regular account. It didn't ask for an age at any point. I think it asked for an age um, for the secondary email, which I just put in my, my birth date, so that wasn't an issue. Uh, okay. So he has his own email, and then his Apple, his email, his, his not his own email, but he has his own Apple ID email. So like at iCloud.com. So, like, you know, we all use, like, Gmail or whatever. His at iCloud.com. Oh, okay, okay. And then I gave him a, a, a password for it. So, like, if he wanted to purchase, an, purchase something in iTunes, it would ask him for his I, Apple ID and, uh, and password, So which he doesn't know. So he, he can't just purchase shit, you know, on his own accord. But uh, I, get, I, I have that information, and I'll give it to his mom if she wants to purchase something like that. But... Um, so all I do is I message him to his email address and it sends like a text message. So we go back and forth and it's it's awesome, man. It's it's crazy because it's really it's like I'm not even talking to a six year old. It's like I'm talking to another, I'm like a teenager or some shit. That's double sell. I could just be able to communicate like that. Yeah. Like, under normal circumstances, you probably wouldn't be able to. Yeah. So I mean that frequently at least. Yeah, so it's, it's it's dope, man. I'm absolutely loving this, man. It's great, and he sends like the best messages. He doesn't send like dumb shit. He always sends shit that you would love to have your kid tell you. Like, I love you, daddy. I miss you. I'm glad you're here. He sent me shit like, um, he sent me one message on Christmas, like, "This has been the best Christmas ever. Thank you, daddy, for my iPod. I love it so much. You're the best daddy ever. Like shit like that. <laughs> like, you can't fucking not love that shit, right, man. That's like. Dope, man. I posted the first message that we sent to each other on Instagram, and it got a whole lot of likes and comments. But like that, after that, it continued on for like several hours. So like, and I, I haven't deleted the thread of text messages in there, 
So like the entire thread of text messages between me and him is in my phone. So I can just like scroll through and just look at it. And it's 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 dope, man. I fucking love doing this shit. I feel like it's like the best idea ever. At least I feel that way until he fucking loses it or some shit. But I told him he's not allowed right. to take it from his mom's house. Oh, so just keep it at the house then. Yeah, he oh, so, like so right now he, he oh. has it right now, but it's only because it died because he doesn't know where he put the charger cord that I gave him. <laughs> so it died. So she gave it to me when I picked him up. So he has it right now, which works out for me because he'll have it now that he's with my mom. But uh, for the most part, it's supposed to stay at his mom's house, so he'll never lose it. Oh, okay. That's so you're not like at school with it. No, no. If he's in school with, it, he's he's gonna lose. He's gonna lose it in the sense of like, if he takes it to school, I'm gonna take it from him. So he's not gonna. He's not gonna be taking it. It's not like he loves it so much though. He's like, fuck. I'm not trying to lose my privilege and shit. Oh, he's on it. I created a monster. He'd be taking selfies and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's just, uh, that's dope. Yeah, it's awesome. I love technology, man. <clears throat> I love the fact that kids these days are. Well, I don't love the fact that other kids these days are so tech savvy, but. I love the fact that kids can be tech savvy, so I like the fact that it applies to him. So he's so tech savvy with it that I can literally, I I mean, I set it up beforehand, but I can literally just hand him this iPhone for the most part, and he can operate it just like any of the rest of us would, and he's only six years old. So kids are like mad tech savvy now, and that that works out for me because I can can control it because he's too young to want a Facebook or something like that or a Twitter. He's too young for that. But he's old enough to know how to operate it, to send text messages and pictures and videos and emails and shit like that. So, that's dope. My nephew has, I think he just, like I said, he just got one. I got, I got to figure out a way that, well, my sister doesn't have internet at home. So I got to figure out a way to get it where he can have internet and be able to do text messages and stuff to like non-Apple, you know, products and stuff. Yeah, I just, uh... I just gave him. I just put his mom's email in there. So I told him. I told him, and I told her. I was like, you know, you can't send her text messages, but you can send her emails. And then I told her to like, you know, you might not get push notifications on your email, but just know that I put his email in your. I put your email in his shit, so he he's gonna email you as if it were a text message. So keep your eye on your email. Right. Right. That's what's up. That's dope. Yeah, definitely the best experience of the Christmas shit for me. Yeah, I, uh, I actually I get, I get I'm keeping my nephew tomorrow, so I'm trying to figure out something. I think we might go bowling or something. So, <clears throat> so, so get, oh, what were you gonna say? Oh no, I was saying that. I was about to actually look at a list of stuff we were going to talk about. That's what I was doing. Um, so I was going to go to uh, kind of talk about uh, sorority sisters a little bit. If you want to, if you want to go that far, you want to cool. go that route. I'm cool. <clears throat> so VH1 has been on, you know, fuck shit as they do, you know, ever since. And I realized that the VH1 fuck shit actually has went, has actually been since. Yeah, like, you said you was looking at your list. You got that fucking class of the clans shit up on your phone. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was separate. <laughs> but uh, um, ever since uh, flavor of love. But I had to really go back because I was thinking about, like, you know, flavor. I mean, obviously, VH, VH1 has been doing, like, you know, uh, uh, love and hip hop and, you know, uh, uh, you all right, man? Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> love and hip hop and, you know, basketball wise. I know I got to get that one, man. I had a bomb ass cigar. I just had a moment where I just, 
I was like swallowing my drink at the same time as I inhaled it. Yeah, like I had it. I I had the drink kind of lingering, and I took a puff of the cigar, and it kind of went down with the drink and created a little bit of a cough. But damn, it's a great cigar. I'm so shocked too because I really thought that was like a novelty piece, though. Yeah, I did too. Like I've had some, with the, I've had some with the blended wrapper. Like I had one like that um, a few months ago, and it was like awesome. Yeah, I'm smoking a cigar. I've been on the same cigar for three hours, and that is like <laughs> that is a record. Like I know a majority of our listeners don't smoke cigars, but fuck, man, like we <laughs> a cigar will generally run us. There's been times that we've recorded the podcast between our. Maybe like our, I would say, to put on average, two-hour pregame and two, well, an hour and a half, two-hour podcast. So we'll just say four hours where we're doing the podcast. There's been times I've had, it's rare, but maybe once or twice I've had like four cigars in one sitting during that time period. Usually it's two, sometimes three. But like a cigar will run us generally about an hour. This one cigar that I've had, I've been on for three hours, and it's been like a flawless smoke. So yeah. I'm like, I'm like, pleased. and I'm like midway through my second one, which is a normal thing, you know, you know, midway through a podcast, kind of get midway through a second cigar. But I'm definitely jealous that he's done that one cigar. Yeah, I mean, I'm done with it at this point, but man, this this bitch been the truth. It's a it's a good one. I'm surprised, and it's not expensive. Which but we're always, not gonna bore you, bore you guys with our cigar shit. Which, what always works, which always works. So, uh, sorority sisters, VH1. Oh, so you know that show has been catching flat because a lot of you know Greeks or you know people who are like you know involved with like uh, fraternities and sororities, you know, been really adamant of you know getting that show shut down because of you know their affiliations and so forth. And I'm just thinking, like, dude, why the fuck? Why wouldn't you care about? I mean, and, and and for the most part, you know, a lot of sororities, attorneys are you know primarily black folks or whatever, which is so weird to me. I've never and I never understood like how could you how how do blacks follow so many sororities and fraternities that are like Greek based? Like, what makes you follow something that's a Greek based like? Organization based on you know your background, but that's a, I guess that's a whole other story. Yeah, <laughs> but but I just don't get like why why are you so why are you so pissed off now when they've been disrespecting blacks for the last couple of years? Like what makes this now so different? Yeah, it's like I think it's like they look at it like it hits home for them more because it's like if you look at Flavor of Love, they look at it like. It's just like mad ghetto trash bitches on Flavor of Love making out with Flavor Flav. And they look at it as like, that's them. But when they look at sorority sisters, they look at it like, oh, that's us. Right. Like, like this is this is who we are. Like, this, we we do sororities. and Well, the people who are in sororities. Like, we're part of a sorority. So now we're seeing these sorority chicks on TV acting a fool. And now this is like us on TV acting stupid. Whereas with flavor, flavor of love and love and hip hop, it's them. You can kind of like separate yourself from it, and I think that's why they're being extra hypocritical about the shit. Because it's, it's mad hypocritical to me. Because I'm like, just because it's you and you can relate to it more, don't make the shit any less demeaning than it was when it was fucking Joe Budden, uh, fucking Erica Mena, or Rich Dollars, or whatever. 
Yeah, and I always had issues. I've never been the the, the, the huge, uh, a big huge fan of uh, fraternities, sororities, just because you know I always felt that you know people use the, the you know reasoning of you know well there's a group I get a, I get a chance to do volunteering you know I get I get to do all these things within a group. I've been thinking like, well, why can you do all those things without being in such a group? Like you don't have to volunteer to do certain. You don't have to experience volunteerism. To be in a such group, you know what I mean, or you know, you don't have to have brotherhood to be in a certain certain group or sisterhood or whatever you know your your sexual orientation may be. But yeah, I I've never been a fan of, uh, of fraternities sororities anyway. So when I hear that, I'd be like, well, shit, why are, you know why are you so supportive of that? My thing with uh with that shit, I, I mean, I got I'm sorry, Steve. I'm sorry, Daryl. I don't, know, I don't think Daryl listens to the podcast. My homeboy Daryl. I, I know Steve does at some points. But uh, my boy Steve and Daryl, they're both in France or whatever. And uh, I can't speak of sororities because obviously I, I don't know anything about them. But my thing with frats is like, man, and I think it's Greek life in general. is like, let's just be real about why we're doing this. Because you look at guys who are in frats. And you ask them, why did you join this frat? And they're going to be like, well, because uh, we're going to make connections with people who, when we get into, the, get into our business life and our careers, we can have these connections with these people. And these are lifelong connections. And this is a brotherhood and blah, 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 blah. And th- that's like, the, that's like the, the face of fraternities. This is what they present to the world is what's really go- what they What they want to present to you as what they want you to believe is what's going on. Right. But the reality of it, when it comes to frats, is you get into it for partying, fucking, and drinking. Like, that's all it really is. So I'm like, just be honest about it, man. That's that's what bothered me. Is like They'd be like, we're doing it for these connections. The connections are like a, a side bonus. No one joins... I, well, I'm not going to say no one, but like mainly like the black fraternities. No one joins these because they think like, these are business connections that I'm going to make in the future. And these are things that, like you said, with uh, community service and we're going to do all these great things for the community. I don't think, I'm going to say no one, but because if I say no one, there's going to be that asshole who's going to hop in, well, I joined it for blah, blah, blah. Fuck you, nigga. You didn't join. Whatever. Eat a dick. You joined it for whatever reason. You can be that one person. But nine out of ten people join that shit for partying, fucking, and drinking. And popularity and all that shit. And I never joined it because... My whole thing was like I don't need to join a fraternity to feel better about myself. Like I don't, I don't need that verification of like now I'm cool with all these dudes and now I'm cool too and now I'm popular and all this like superficial bullshit. Like I I don't need that. Excuse me. I don't need that verification from other people. So I look at it as like a lot of the people who join that shit is doing it just because they either want to fuck. And get drunk, or they want to feel better about themselves by having this brotherhood of people who they they can they can make a bunch of friends and shit, and they can have a crew, and they can feel like they're part of something. That's a I don't want to say bigger, but they're part of something. Something. And like I I don't I don't subscribe to that theory. And like even if you do subscribe to that theory, at least be honest about that's why you join. Like I joined. If I joined a fraternity, I would say like I joined it because I know I'm gonna party. I'm gonna fuck a lot of women. That's what I would say, because that's what it really is. It's not really about all that other shit. All that other shit is like a, a side bonus 
that you could say just to give it a nice face, like a nice face to the idea. I used to, I don't know, I always saw bad connotations of like, you know, uh, uh, sororities and fraternities online. I, do you ever, I used to watch First Prince a lot. And <laughs> do you remember the episode when... It was, I remember every episode. <laughs> when they were uh, trying to get into fraternity and they was making them like, you know, do all this old fuck shit as far as using toothbrushes to scrub floors and all that stuff. And they just, they just made fraternity seem so like... Assholeish and shit. I don't understand the hazing th- shit either. And yeah. they always say that the hazing has kind of died down. But like, I never I, understood. I, the I hazing still hear either. about it though. Like, what? How did it die down? And you still hear about hazing though? I think that's just what they say. Like, I think the hazing shit. I didn't get that either. Like, why do you have to treat me like shit for me to be part of your group? Like, I don't. I looked at it as like, so you're joining this group. You're gonna get demeaned. You're gonna get. Talk down to you, you're gonna get treated like shit, you're gonna be made to do all this demeaning shit just so you can be friends with a bunch of other people. Like, I don't value other people enough to care. Like, I'd rather just, like, do me and just live my life how I am. Like, I don't feel like, okay, I'm gonna let you, uh, treat me like shit, maybe clean shit with a toothbrush or, or do all kinds of, like, demeaning shit, like, uh, I don't know what the hazing shit is. That's like we, that, that's shit. almost like we you know. I'm not gonna do we're it. Like, you know, y'all, y'all want to sit. Y'all, you want to sit in for the podcast? Well, you gonna have to. You got to. Uh, you know. <laughs> exactly. You gotta do some fucked up shit. To you got to like show your asshole to like this little kid walking down the street, right? And, or you're gonna have to like shit in this old white man's mailbox if you want to be down with the podcast. Like, it's yeah, it's like that, man. It's like I'm not like. What does that prove? Like. That 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 was a big deal. That was a big deal to me too. Like, what does all that shit prove? Like, being willing to be treated like shit. How does that make you uh, valid enough to be in this fraternity? Like, that. What does that prove? Like, I used to, I, and I don't know. I don't do it as much. I don't relate it as much. But I used to really relate like fraternity sorority to like the same reasons that 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 kids join gangs. Kind of. Yeah. yeah, it was like, you know... It's for acceptance. You want acceptance. You want people yeah. that you like. You know, you want to be able to have a... You know, people that back you. You know, things of that nature. I always... You know, for a It's while, very similar. Yeah, you know, to... And and everybody that I've... You know, that was actually a part of it would, would disagree. But it's the I mean, you just have... You may have different motives at the end. Some, but, you know, for the most part, you know, you want somebody to... You know, one of the people that you can, you know... Associate with. I'm not gonna believe any black man who tells me he joined a fraternity for any reason other than partying and fucking. Like if you tell me you joined for any reason other than partying and fucking, I'm not gonna believe you. Like I, I'm gonna, you can tell me whatever reason it might be, but I'm thinking like that's your secondary reason for joining, and that's like an added bonus. The real reason you join is for popularity, friendship, fucking, and partying, and. So really, there's nothing really wrong with that. Like that's part of the college experience. Like that's, you know, that's what it is. You know, and that's fun. Like I, I kind of a part of me wishes that I was a little bit more into the party life when I was in college. And that's not to say that I wasn't because I was. But like, you know, I, the the popularity of being in a fraternity in college is 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 a big deal. So I can get that. But just don't bullshit me with all the uh, community service and friendships and connections and all that shit is the reason you join. Don't lie to me and don't lie to yourself. You did it for the pussy. 
Just say you did it for the pussy. Mm-hmm. This is what it is. Like, and I'm not going to judge you for that. Like, you 18, 19 years old doing something for the pussy. That's not, that's not strange. That's not, <laughs> I'm not going to look mean? down on you like you did it to fuck. Like, we all... Men, we get it. Men do is the fuck, right? Like, that's right. how we do everything like, we do. Like we get it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, we get it. We we got jobs so we can fuck. We get houses so we can fuck. We get cars so we can fuck. Everything we do is so we can fuck. We get married so we can fuck. I mean, <laughs> shit. I mean, it, it may be the the soul goal, but I mean, yeah, you know, it's, we, it's we get it. You know, guaranteed fucking. Right, yeah, exactly. Like, everything like, we do is for like, fucking. So. Like, uh, you get married, I, I, I can guarantee I got house ass. Like, you know, right. I gotta go out no more. And then my shit is good. Yeah. So we all have, you know, I mean, we get it. We niggas, you know. Yeah, keep it real, man. You I mean, join for the fucking. We all, all y'all join for the fucking. We all join for the fucking. Keep it real. But niggas, niggas go niggas. So don't tell me, yeah, don't tell me you did that shit because you're gonna hook up with this nigga at, at fucking. Microsoft years later, like, hey, I was in a frat. Oh, you in the frat too? Hey, let's all be friends. Like, man, that's an added bonus that probably come along with it. But you did it. For I mean, it's all. I think it's you know. I think the the be- I always and the popularity. I always felt that the better the the better motives were like secondary. You know, right. you know, it wasn't like you know I came in here so I could you know get con- connections and shit. That's like the the general principle. Those are like the you know. It, it's I don't I've never thought they were the main ones, but you know I have you know cousins that I you know that's been in you know fraternities for years and stuff like that and you know successful guys. And, but I feel like it's about self esteem a lot too, man. Because like if you I've never been like a uh, a big person in the world. Like I felt like insanely confident. Like I, everybody got their flaws and everybody got shit that's shit that they're self conscious about. But like I feel like. A lot of that shit has to do with acceptance from other people. And to me, that, that plays in your own self-esteem. Where you feel like you need to have approval or acceptance from other people. Strangers. I don't give a fuck what a stranger think about me. And I've never looked at it like joining a fraternity to to get in this group of people who are going to treat me like, you know, that we're going to be friends or whatever. Like, i I got a, a lot of friends. Uh, I'm, I'm fortunate to... Somehow be a person who don't give a fuck about really what anybody else think about me, and I've never been one to like go out and try to make friends. But like, I've been fortunate enough that I have a lot of people who I deem as true, true friends who I can go to if, if you know, if I'm struggling, if I got a problem. I have to join a fraternity for that, but I feel like a lot of people they join that because they feel like they need that acceptance, they need that brotherhood, and they need that. Because they feel like they'd be alone or depressed otherwise. They, they right. need that acceptance. And I, I never needed the acceptance of other people. And that was just my kind of thing. I always felt like a lot of people who joined fraternities had had issues where they just needed to be... They needed to be loved or cared for. or They needed affection from other people. And that wasn't a big deal to me. Yeah, because I just but don't... I still get it, you know, but be honest about it. Yeah, because I just don't see... I don't see myself, you know... I don't know how to how to word it. Uh, dying to self to be able to hang with other people. Like yeah. I don't feel like I have to, you know, demean myself to, you know, if you that know, part of it too, man. Demeaning yourself to do it. Like if you want to be down with people, that's one thing. But like to let these same people that you want to be down with treat you like shit just to hang with them and just to be in the crew. Like I I, I never got that, and I still don't get it. I, I think the, the the bonuses are minimal. Yeah, I, I I don't get it, but you know it's a it's it's a you know we had tons of friends that you know from that circle that could say you know this is you know 
it's so many, you know, they could give it the pluses and stuff like that, so. But, whatever, I mean, whatever, you know, floats your boat. Yeah. But I think, though, to take it back to sorority sisters, man, I think, like, it's just a thing where, like, the people are, like I said, it's, it's a thing about, they feel like it's them now, like, these are my people, now they're embarrassing us, whereas, in all the other situations, it was them. And, uh, well, I, like you said, it's, why weren't you bad before? VH1 has been making black people look like shit for a smooth, probably ten years at this point. But now you care over some sorority shit? Like, I, I, yeah, I, I don't get it. I, and I don't care. I don't care. I'm not going to be on the anti-sorority sisters bandwagon. I'm not even really, for the most part, even really going to be on the anti-VH1 bandwagon. Like, I, I don't like them in the sense of, like, I don't like how they've exploited uh, ghetto people for, for profit. I don't like that, but I'm not I, I'm not going to be out here on some anti-VH1 shit because we, the only reason they're successful is because of us. Right. We're watching this shit, we live tweet it, we talk about it, we get it trending, we, we, we get the ratings up, all that shit. So, yeah, they're making fun of us, but we're the ones out here... Keeping the shit popping. Like, if we didn't watch it, it would stop. But we still watch it. We still live-tweet it. We still live-tweet the uh, Aaliyah movie and you all know, I, shit. I, I was just about to bring that up, too, because I think the Aaliyah movie is one of those things that, that one of the greatest examples of how negative attention made it work. Yep. Like, Aaliyah movie, I, it had to be... It's one of the perfect the examples. Most, the most purposeful, shitty castings... Just for for views, yeah. Not even just city castings. Everything about it, everything. The, the, the creation of the movie as a whole, like for one, exploited that whole idea. For one, you couldn't even um, the people you know who did the Aaliyah the Leah Bio movie or whatever flick. They couldn't use any of her original music because the family outlawed it or whatever. So they were able to make a whole fucking movie without using any of her music. The casting was terrible. Uh, R. Kelly, he looked like Joe, the fucking singer. <laughs> singer? Yeah. It was, it, dog, I still it, haven't seen that shit. Dog, it was terrible, dude. He looked just like fucking Joe. Like, he looked nothing like R. Kelly. Like, at all. Like, at all. But I think one, and then it was like one of the biggest, uh, uh, I guess fuck up as far as people. I mean, everybody was all fucked up. There was not one person I thought that looked like the per- the people that was supposed to be. But okay, so if you if you could have, I don't. I, I would assume you've never seen Dame Dash in person, but you've seen videos of Dame Dash right. and interviews and pictures and stuff like that. So would it be an accurate assessment to say you don't know how you don't know how tall Dame Dash is, but you would figure he would be. Let's say 5'10", 200 pounds. Fair. Fair. Not, I mean, I don't know what exactly he is. But say, let's, let's go with 5'10", 200 pounds. The nigga in the movie, he was like 6'3", 180. <laughs> A tall, skinny nigga? Yeah. Like, that's you, got Kevin playing, you got Kevin Durant playing Dame Dash. <laughs> Dog, that's exactly... I mean, he was like... That's like if you. I'm trying to think of a person that you could. Why is Chris Brown playing Dame Dash? <laughs> that was like if you had 
shit. I'm trying to think of another per of a person that you would know if it it was damn near if if <laughs> if Dame Dash was in person, Anthony Anderson. <laughs> if he was that person in real life, the person that played him was Overton from Living Single. <laughs> Overton. <laughs> <laughs> like th- that was the that was the contrast of like how he looked. He, he went from a like a, a mid sized guy, you know, mid weight, mid, you know, what I'm saying to a tall, lanky nigga. Like the dude that played uh, Dame Dash was tall as hell. He looked nothing like he looked nothing like you know. And I'm like, did y- I'm like, did y'all see the Big Pimmin video? Did y'all <laughs> see the size that he was? Did y'all see this nigga grinding, doing dances and shit in the video? He had a gut. Right, Dan like, Dash was fairly shirtless in like pretty much every video he's ever been in. Yeah, so it's like you, <laughs> so you could, got a good good idea. To you do could the gather from that size what he would be. Like, what the fuck? Are you fucking serious? And then you 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 got this old you got Overton playing this nigga. Like, are you serious? <laughs> it, it it was terrible, dog. It it was straight terrible, man. But it, I think that just shows that bad advertisement is advertisement. Yeah, and, and it worked out for them. And it worked out, and and that kind of leads me to the 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 other topic that I don't have written down. But the other topic that's been going on lately in uh in Twitter. Is I'm about this, to go in on you niggas when we talk about this topic. It was it's this beef. Uh, so you have this guy. It's this one dude on Twitter, and I, I don't know. I always and, and I don't know. People never really catch it because I don't, they think I'm saying something good. But whenever I ref I reference Twitter, honey, mm-hmm. always I, it's always to a fuck nigga who's been on Twitter. That does shit for like tweets and arts, retweets and shit. Right. Like a nigga that's like really popular and does like stupid shit just because of that shit. So, it's this dude that's, um, his name is uh, Snotty Drippin'. And, I mean, I, I've seen him ever since. I, I, th- I haven't been on Twitter for shit, I don't know, since maybe 08 or some shit. And I've always seen him, but I've never wanted to follow him because I figured... I've never seen him before. I've always now. I've always seen him on there because people always retweet this nigga. But I, he's never he never appealed to me to the, much, uh, to the point of wanting to follow him. I just... I, 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 just, I just hate people that pulls for attention. Right. But he had... And I don't know exactly what he said, but he had tweeted something about Kobe. Something about some kind of stat or some, some kind of like... Uh, some kind of sports stat or something, whatever the case was. Yeah. And this guy, it, you know, well, I think the guy actually, I think the guy had tweeted something and he responded to it. They got into some kind of like Twitter altercation, I guess you could call it. Right. And the guy got mad, and you know they're going back and forth, and the guy was like, "Well, you know, we local, meet me here, such and such." And the guy drove on Christmas Day like a half an hour to where. He told the guy to meet him, and he didn't meet him, and so forth like that. So it turns into this big ass thing because he left his house on Christmas to go fight this dude, and the dude wasn't leaving his house, and blah blah blah, and all this shit. So now it turns into this big ass thing where the guy has like a song now. Against the guy and all this stupid shit, and then you got like you know radio personalities that want to like interview him and 
all this fuck shit. And I... Like, I don't get why it's so entertaining. Yeah, I don't see anything entertaining about this story. Like, it's just about two guys who got a Twitter beef and they say, Hey, let's fight in real life. And that's the end of the story. The fight don't even happen. It's like, hey, it never happened. You off on Twitter, and now I want to fight you in real life. And now this shit is like incredibly hot on Twitter. And like my my issue with it, man, is like this shit isn't even that interesting of a story. I think at this point, the people who are really into this story are people who just want to be part of a conversation. They just want to be. They just want to show that they're aware of what's going on. And just tweet about it. Because it's not interesting. And like... Why do y'all care about this shit? And like they're making these raggedy ass... Non-funny... Fucking hashtags about the shit. And it's like... This shit's not even funny. It's not important. Why are you so into it? And it's like... Why are you so interested in... It, it all revolves around being down. Like being part of the conversation. And being... Being able to tweet about this shit and being able to participate in these hashtags and none of this shit is funny, none of this shit is relevant, and people are gassing this shit up like this is the fun, this is the funniest day of Twitter ever. This is one of the best Twitter things of 2014. And it's like okay, that's not even funny. You can chill with the hyperbole. It's not really that hype. It's not really that funny. And y'all niggas is mad thirsty for uh, attention. The best thing that's happened to Twitter in the last five days has been The Wire on HBO Go. That has been the best thing I think that has happened to Twitter in the last five days. Other than that, ain't shit else that happened that great on Twitter that... It's like, I get so tired of all of the people that I follow retweeting bullshit. Like, Twitter for Android had this option where you you can turn off a person's ability to retweet. Best shit ever. Wait, you could turn off. How do you turn off somebody else's ability to retweet? Yeah, you could turn off a person's ability to retweet. Ability to retweet you? Any? No, just retweet anything on your timeline. Like there's. So you won't see their retweets? You will not see their retweets. Oh, okay. I'm like, how can you stop somebody else from retweeting? Like for instance, uh, I'm I'm just clicking a random person. I'm not gonna do it because she's cool. But you can you see the option where it says turn off retweets. I can turn off anything that she retweets. Oh, okay, so you can turn off... You're not turning off their retweets. You're turning off I'm your t- option of seeing their retweets. Yes, exactly. Oh, okay. Best shit ever. Because, like, I, I, I pride myself in thinking that I, I follow people that are decent-minded folks. But you have people that just retweet bullshit just for the sake of... It's like, what the fuck? So you could turn off that shit? Oh, it's fucking awesome. One of the best shits ever. I want to put in an application for like a seven day free twi- free trial of white Twitter. I thought you said free free twat. Free trial. Free trial. <laughs> free trial. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking like Angel from. Disney. I really don't. I really want to start. I I think I may try this too. I think I want to start making a, a Twitter account that's a white Abby and just start following people from white Twitter <laughs> and just stay over there. Like, Does white think, Twitter have like so like Twitter celebrities like black? Twitter I don't. Does? That's the thing, and I don't know. But I really want to start one and just you know start following people and just you know hey and do it as a like a social experiment like you and just tweet white shit. I, I don't, don't even know, know where to be. I don't. I don't even know what white shit means. But <laughs> I just want to just tweet white shit and just stay on white Twitter. Just I just figure you know it's going to be a better you know. You might end up on white Twitter and see some shit that you weren't ready for though. <laughs> You know, white Twitter, like, 
these niggers in their goddamn Michael Brown shit. Like, <laughs> you, you might end up regretting that decision. I don't know. I think you know. I think it. I think it just turned out better. I think you know with the pros and cons. I think the cons would just be lesser. I just think that it would be some. Like, I hate nigga Twitter. Like, nigga Twitter is terrible, dog. It is. It is getting pretty bad. Like it's a lot it's of horrible, here, man. Y'all just. They're they're entertained at the most mundane shit, and it's so fucking annoying, like so annoying. Yeah, they have moments where like y'all are like mad creative with the memes and shit, and but like man, y'all be gassing up the most mundane ass stories and making them sound like they're really hype, just so y'all can all be part of the conversation. It's like it's getting really old at this point. Like the dude, the snotty Pippin, that nigga's never been fucking funny. Like, he's always been one of those, I mean, I, I don't know, I categorize, like, people who have been on Twitter who does shit like that as, like, Twitter honeys. He's mm-hmm. been a Twitter honey for years. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he has, like, tons of followers, and he's, like, he's one of the most ain't shit niggas there. And as much as I want to say, you know what, it's fucked up the nigga want to leave his house, they go meet up with a guy and fight him. I, I think that's fucked up, but at the same time... There's nothing I would say on Twitter that I wouldn't say to a nigga to his face. Right. Like, it's just nothing that, you know, it's like, you know, why would, you know, you, people hide, hide so much in the bullshit they say on Twitter. Like, I would never say no shit because I figure, especially like local, I could run into a nigga, you know what I'm saying, all the time. Like, I would never do that. So it's like, why say some shit that I wouldn't say if I was around him and shit? But, yeah. The 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 snotty pippin' the, the snotty dripping whatever the fuck his name is he's a fuck nigga and and I almost want to side with the guy who but I just can't side with just leaving my house on Christmas <laughs> right <laughs> to go fight a Twitter nigga like I just can't do it like I just no I just I I that would that seemed a little you know fucked up but like I, I always I always felt too that I think people. If you were in a crowded room and you were sitting with the people you were talking to, you're probably less likely to say a lot of fucks as you said. Right. You know, if you were if you were around these people. And I've and I've always felt like that. Like, you know, you see niggas in public, they would never say some shit. Cause I've met so many people from Twitter on you know, in person, and when you see them, they are nothing like the their Twitter yeah. personality. Yeah. Like they're like super quiet and they're yeah. super introverts and they're never like I. I haven't met one person that was like in person. You know their Twitter personality. Yeah. Not one. Not one person. I. Yeah, I don't think I have either. Everybody has been. You know, they're like a more extreme version of themselves on Twitter. Fuck it, yeah, a person who who has the bravery of of knowing that they don't have to deal with any real life repercussions of what they say. Never. Not one person. And it's like the loudest people are like the quietest people in person. Yeah. Everyone I've met. I always I would I would like to think that I am, you know, it just as the same person I am, you know, person I am online. Um but I've I've not met one person who's been that same person in person, you know, in person. So you've yeah. Always been like some Different shit every time. Yeah, I don't hold any kind of like misconceptions about that at all. I know for a fact, like, I don't never tweet nothing that I would never say to somebody in real life. Like, I, there's nothing, there's nothing about me on Twitter that's different than how I am in real life. And part of the reason, part of the proof of that is this podcast. Right. We say the same shit on here that we would say on Twitter that we would say to somebody's face. 
Like, I don't ever say anything in here, anything on Twitter or on this podcast that I would not be willing to back up in real life or on Twitter or any of that shit. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm who I am through and through. But it's a lot of people that you could tell they're completely different. And you, you can do this with people that you know in real life. Like, there's people I know in real life that I will look at their Twitter and be like, you are not like this in real nope, life. Like, you're not this hard. You are not this cocky, you're not this big of an asshole in real life, you mad, cool, and calm in real life, but you, you get on Twitter and you just wild. And reckless. Because you know you don't have to face no repercussions of that shit. Yep, I've met I've met few people that are like that. Very few people. Yeah, same here, very few. Like, I think, I don't know, like, Tafari's probably, probably one of the few people that I've met that are the same person yeah, online. Yeah. And, you know, and then a person. Other than that, it's not too many people at all. And I, you know, and it's no knock to them. You know, I just don't. I just think. I just know that that people are not the you know the same person. Yeah. And it's like why why put up this fake ass facade though? That's what I don't get. Yeah, I, I think like I said, it, it kind of goes back to the fraternity shit, man. It's it's this idea of like approval, like wanting to be. They do it for the retweets. They do it for the followers. They do it for the popularity. And that's really all it amounts to. They do it to, to be seen and to be famous or popular or fr- get friends and all that shit. All, all that shit that's entirely irrelevant to me. I don't care about none of that shit. Nah, not at all. So, anyways, whatever that bullshit topic. Um... What you got, brother? Mm. So, I mean, in coincidence to uh, the Pistons releasing Josh Smith a, a few days ago, they've actually won the game they played since then. Yeah, they've actually managed to pull off a, a couple of wins. They spanked the Cavaliers today, which is interesting since the Cavaliers are kind of the front runners to come out the East with LeBron and Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving and all that shit and. Pistons gave him the business tonight. I don't. I I was watching the Lions game, so I I was not aware. Of, I didn't see the see the Pistons game, but shit. Uh, based on the tweets, the Pistons really went hard tonight. I'm kind of surprised. They was up by like you know mid twenties and shit. Yeah, I saw them about twenty six. I saw them about twenty six. I was like, what point. the fuck, dude? Like and the city part about you know. Uh, with homeboys that they had to end up spending so much fucking money to get rid of him. Like they ain't gonna gonna start getting wins, fuck it. (laughs) Like they have to pay him like shit, I don't know, twenty twenty six million over the next five years and shit. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean I'm shit, I'm happy about that shit. I mean we can get some some wins, that'd be nice. This Lions Lions game tonight was uh yeah. it was a, it was an ordeal. <laughs> they uh for those who don't know, the Lions had a lot on the line today. It's the biggest. I think it's probably the biggest Lions game that we've had in my lifetime in years. Yeah, yeah, in a very very long time. Even our playoff games, the the handful of playoff games the Lions have played in our lifetime have been like. Oh, it's cool that the Lions got into the playoffs, and uh, let's see what they can do. But the Lions were eleven and four going into this game, and like they had the potential to get a first round bye. Like that's it's a lot on the line, and 
I was hoping for it so bad, though. I mean, it was really, like, fucking with me, man. Yeah, I think we all were. That my personal expectations were kind of low. There was a lot playing against the Lions going into this game. The fact that they never win in Green Bay. The fact that Green Bay is undefeated at home. That Aaron Rodgers plays great at home. That the Lions, that Matthew Stafford is winless on the road against good teams. Uh, the fact that we lost our starting center. The fact that our own line is trash. Like, everything. Going, and the fact that the Packers have done this before. They've been there before. And these kind of big games are new to the Lions. Like, everything was against the Lions going into this game. And it didn't work out. But I, they played better than I expected them to play. Just because I'm so accustomed to the Lions getting our hopes up. And then just, like, laying an egg on right. big games. And just getting spanked. And they didn't get spanked. They were... In a position to win this game, they were like they were in it for the vast majority of the game. But yeah, man, they they there were a lot of shit. There's a lot of shit that I saw in this game that we didn't see all season. Like they made a lot of mistakes that they don't normally make. Uh, Stafford looked particularly bad. Uh, the a lot of bad play calls. Like there was, there were a lot of things that they did. A lot of mistakes, like punts out of bounds and and Dude, all that kind punt of out shit. of bounds is so. I think and, and special teams that gave us so many issues over the um, over the season. But that was just so fucked up. Like, dude, you how do you just you're professional? How do you not just you just kick, just kick to the fucking center, dude? Like, just kick to the center. Yeah. Uh, a lot of unusual shit that took place that doesn't normally take place that comes that has to do with the fact that they just aren't accustomed to being there and they had guys that probably choked. So I'm looking at this bottle and I'm thinking like, if we brought a, a half gallon here, we would just drink the whole half gallon. Yeah, I feel like there's no amount of alcohol that we could bring <laughs> to a podcast that we wouldn't finish. It's like we brought a. An unusually large amount of alcohol to this podcast, <laughs> and it's still like I brought it thinking like, okay, we'll drink half today. I'll leave it here, and then we'll drink the other half next week. And it's obvious at this point that we're gonna have to bring an additional, at least an additional pint next week because we kind of just dude, that's funny. Kind of ran through it. I, I, I look at it like I don't know oh. how this happens. Yeah, I, I think our pregame is just you know so uh, so intense. And I look at it like most of my time is spent primarily on the cigars. Like, I feel like I don't even really have that many drinks. So I'm like, where the fuck does this shit go? I think it's because we had these small-ass cups. I think if we had big big cups, we would probably make a drink or two, and then that would last us. But these little small-ass cups, we'll make these small-ass drinks, kill it, make another small-ass drink, kill it, make another small-ass drink, kill it. I think we had bigger cups then, we would just, like, do it less of them. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a... Goofy theory, but I feel like if we had big cups, we probably would drink less. Like we probably would have one or two big cups and be smoother. But like these small ass cups, man, we be running through these drinks so fast. I don't know how we're almost done with this this bottle. Well, we're we're out, we're almost out of these cups anyway, so we'll test that theory and get bigger cups, and then just see how that roll. We we'll see how the next the, the next thirty episodes go. <laughs> so the Lions next week are going to play at at Dallas. And uh, my personal thoughts, I feel like this is a really good matchup for the Lions. Like, I feel like this is a game that they can win. 
And part of my reason for believing that is that the one thing that the Lions have been consistently good at all season has been their ability to force turnovers. And when you look at a guy like Tony Romo, this is a guy who in big games, you don't have to force him to make turnovers. He's like kind of like looking for it. Right. Like, he, he plays good, but when he fucks up, he fucks up horribly. Right. And I feel that they're, uh, they, they have room to fuck up. Like, you know, they somehow lucked up and won all of their away games this year. So with that said, you know, we played them at home. I feel that one, that's a, that, that's a plus. Two, Romo can't. I don't see Romo being a consistent Romo like all the time. So I don't know. I see him being a consistent Romo. I don't see him being a consistent good quarterback. <laughs> I right. see him Romoing all through this game uh, next week, looking looking for throwing interceptions and choking and doing what doing what Tony Romo does. Like like, pulling like Romo. Gonna, yeah, I feel like Romo's going to Romo. Uh, we're a team that. Is pretty good with forcing turnovers, and he's a guy who's pretty good with throwing interceptions. So, I feel like that could work out in our favor. We have a pretty strong run defense. Uh, I don't know if that—that's not to say that Demarco Murray is going to be a, a non-factor, but I feel like we can contain him more than most teams do. So, I feel—I feel like this—I feel, I just feel like it's a good matchup. Like I feel like it'll be a good game. I feel like it's a good matchup, and I feel like it's one that we can win. I'm more confident with this than if we were playing like Green Bay again or something like that, or playing Seattle or uh, yeah, something I, like that. Yeah, I, I'm with you with that. I, I feel I feel real confident that we can actually pull that off. I don't I don't think I, I feel way more confident. I do this game, yeah. this past game, right? Because I we I mean I think we had so many. It was so much so so many things against us. You know, we had a. Uh, you know, our rookie center. Uh, I, and I saw some very sketchy snaps, too. When uh, when uh, Stafford was in a shotgun, <laughs> there were some very sketchy snaps coming from uh, <laughs> coming from that rookie center. Yeah, so, you know, we, we can't we, we can't make those. I mean, a, a guy like Riola, he can't make those, you know, he can't make rookie mistakes as a veteran. He can't do shit like that. You know, it's just not called for. So... I, I feel that, you know, we, we made mistakes that we shouldn't have made. But we I think we'll be good next week. We got the, the four o'clock game next week. We'll be good. Yeah. The O line was the O line has been well, it's been the terrible, yeah, it's dude. Been, it's been rough. And Green Bay offensive line was dope as fuck. They they didn't even get, you know, uh uh uh, Rogers to even like you know he never ran much except for the one time he actually injured himself. Other than that, we didn't we didn't you know we didn't force him to do anything. We never sacked him. We never got him to like huge hurries. You know it, it was he 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 pretty much played the game he was supposed to play. So we almost got that one interception by the end zone though, man. And Dominic Sue got his hand on that that one ball that uh. Rogers is trying to escape getting the safety, and he right, just like locked it up. I think the problem with that was, man, uh, Sue was going one way, and he he reached back to get it. But I think yeah. if he was going that way, he would have got that bitch. That was a fucking inter- and that was an interception. That was that was a touchdown. Yeah, he was right at like, like the five yard, yard line, yeah. five three yard line. Yeah, we'd have got know. that man. Nobody would have been tackling that motherfucker going into the end zone. And those are like the things we we have to capitalize on stuff yeah. that, like that. So. I think we, I think we good next week. I'm almost, 
I'm pretty good, pretty certain to think we'll win next week. So I hope so. That'd be great. I love to love love to see I, the second I have, round. I have confidence in it. So I think we'll see a second round. Our, our next podcast will. will our emotions would definitely reflect in the next podcast. <laughs> right. We're either done with football or we're we're playing probably uh what, Seattle probably. So uh if we win that game, so yeah, a lot on the line. So we'll see. So you think we should wrap it up or you got any other topics you want to touch on? Uh nothing is short, so I think we just we could we could wrap up. Um <clears throat> hope you guys have some um uh, some good New Year's uh, plans. Uh, what you got going for New Year's? I'm gonna go into a masquerade party at a friend of my house. So uh, I feel like debauchery is on deck. A lot of drunken foolishness. So that should be fun. That's be cool, man. Um, I'm supposed to be DJing a party for New Year's Eve, so that should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, other than that, man, I'm just I'm, I'm really just looking forward to. The, to 2015, 2014 was was real, real. I don't know, unfulfilling. Other than getting married, that was pretty much my <laughs> hi, my highlight of the year. I feel like 2014 was trash. I got I me, mean, I got married, but <laughs> other than that, though, it was pretty. You know, so I'm I'm looking forward to you know better things. So you know, that's my biggest thing. Yeah. So we'll see, but anyway. uh we have many outlets of contacting us if you have any questions. We really been like looking for questions and y'all whole has not been giving them. Beaches. But if you uh you know you want, you know, one of the podcasts on Facebook, uh What Up Though uh Instagram. No, Instagram, I don't know why I say it. <laughs> what up though Instagram? I was saying tw- Twitter. <laughs> uh what Twitter, up though podcast one of those podcasts on everything. <laughs> Other than other than uh, Instagram, uh, you have uh, Twitter, you have iTunes, we have Stitcher, we have Facebook. Um, so hit us up. Yep, I think so. Yeah, hit us up. So anyway, we'll see you guys next week, uh, and Happy New Year and all that good shit. Yep, peace. <laughs>